Hello, 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 fam. Hello. Family, I'm just coming on here with a quick word, okay? This is going to be like a Holy Spirit-led conversation. So let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I invite you into this conversation, Father. Allow your spirit to lead the way, Father. Allow us to have breakthrough and healing, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father. I'm praying that, that you just open our eyes, Father, in this meeting that we are having together, Lord. And I'm just binding up every adversary that will try to come up against this word, Lord. And that's in Jesus' mighty name that I pray. Amen. So, family, I told you I can't sleep at night right now, right? You know, so I'll be back and forth. I'll be... I'd be sitting there like, Lord, what you want to talk about? Then I might be just on YouTube watching a random video. Or then I'll just think. Like, it just depends on what I'm going to do at that moment. And last night, I started watching different uh, videos about um, just everything that's going on in the world. But more so, like, um, Afghanistan. And um, it was this one um, preacher pastor that was on this news station and he was talking about forgive forgive and you know that is so true like I had to like check myself and be like Jay like are you are you going to have bitterness in your heart for what people are going to do to your brothers and sisters and even to me like am I just or am I going to still have a forgiving heart in the name of Jesus and I feel like that is so important to check yourself because just like that a little bit of bitterness can can be uh, planted into your heart and um I was just like wow and then I was like I was watching more and more and it was like some Christians that live in Afghanistan said they want to stay because they want God to have the glory. They want to be the salt. They want to be the light. And that's so powerful because like in America, a lot of times like we're, we're like pacified. It's like, it's okay to be Christians. It's okay to speak your mind. It's okay to do this. It's okay to do that. You know, for the most part, I know, I know sometimes stuff be crooked. I know family, but for the most part, like in America, we're very spoiled, and I can't speak for other countries. I don't know the laws in every country. I'm not. I'm not God, so I don't know everything. But I only can speak for America. But it's okay for me to go outside and wear my cross. It's okay for me to wear a shirt glorifying God. Those things are okay, even though you know I may face persecution. But at the end of the day, like. It's okay for me to do those things. Like, I don't have to watch over my back and be like, oh my gosh, is somebody going to kill me? And it's like, I know, let, let me just keep going. Our brothers and sisters over there don't know from the next minute if somebody's going to kick down their door. They don't know. And they have to try to live their life to the best of the abilities knowing that. But then we're over over here, we're like in America and other different countries where it's free to, to stay, um... Your religion, like that you believe in Jesus, that you're a follower of Christ, is okay. And we take that so lightly. They are willing to be the salt and the light into where they're at, the part of the world that they're at, where they are being persecuted. But we walk around and we're not the salt and we're not the light. A lot of us, like, 
We don't be going as hard. Listen, no shade. Well, shade. I'm not, listen, I can't be just going back and forth. I, we don't be going as hard as Jehovah Witnesses. We don't be knocking door to door. We don't be doing that stuff. We'll just be sitting there casually. Oh, yeah. Um, God is good. Jesus is good. But we don't really go out and go hard for him. But, like, it's people that are being persecuted in lands. And they are like, nah, we're going to stay here because we want to be the salt and the light. And that just woke me up even more because I'm just like, yo, it's just so much more that I could be doing. Even though I feel like I'm doing enough, it's never enough. I can always do more because I'm not even on, on, I'm not even like in the predicament that they're at in their lives In their lives, like. They don't know what the next moment holds. They don't have the freedom that I have. And I'm taking that freedom for granted. And the Lord has granted me that freedom to go outside and be like, listen, I love Jesus. And I don't care what y'all say. You get what I'm saying? But he over, he, he granted the Christians in Afghan that privilege to, I'm not saying that they don't have that privilege to go outside. If they want to and say it, but their chances of being killed is faster than mine. You get what I'm saying? And it's just like, they are really on some, you don't take my life. I lay my life down. And I truly admire that about them because, you know, to get into that, to to have that type of situation, your faith is truly tested because is it Jesus you live? It is it for Jesus that you died? Those are the moments that we let slip out the grass of our hands. We're always focused on the blessings of God. We're always focused on uh, <clears throat> um, calling him when we need help. But we never sit there and think about It's people facing death. It's people facing torturing. It's people facing beheadings, you know, just because they believe in Jesus. And we're just over here so comfortable, just so comfortable. Like, oh, yeah, let's just um go to church on Sunday. No, it's a lifestyle. And um, I wanted to talk about because I was reading um, what was that? Second Corinthians. I'm gonna read it to you in a minute. But I was reading Paul. And that it just came off into my head, like this stuff that's going on with the Taliban, with ISIS, with whoever else that got beef with followers of Christ, they very well can be paused. They very well could be paused. Like we cannot give up on a soul. Jesus ain't give up on us, and we see Jesus didn't give up on Paul. He he he, he came. He met up with Paul and said, "Why are you persecuting me?" And we do not know if these people will have that interaction. And that's why the prayers of the righteous avail of much because that's so true. We need to be praying that they have encounters with Jesus like Paul did in the name of Jesus. Our our family across the world is walking a walk of faith that a lot of us have not have been tested on in the name of Jesus. A lot of us have not been tested on that. So the the best, what we should be doing for them is praying for them, praying for their strength, praying for praying for their wisdom, praying for the boldness, praying that the even the people in the Taliban and the ISIS and any other terrorists have a Paul encounter. Like they have an encounter that Paul had with Jesus. We should be praying for that. Like, I understand you want your blessings. I understand that you got your problems. I understand all of that. But we need to pray for people who are facing persecution and death. Hallelujah. Yes, we all are facing persecution. We all could be persecuted. But some people are persecuted to the point of death. 
in the name of Jesus. I want um to read first. Let's read John chapter thirteen because we really do have to forgive them because he it says in verse thirty four. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. You ha- Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Hallelujah. And the best example I could think about when it comes to loving um, each other like Christ loved is because they are persecuting us. You have to know when you look at your brothers and sisters being persecuted and killed, that is you in the name of Jesus. And you have to have me like forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do in the name of Jesus. Father, I'm praying that you knock the scales off their eyes in the name of Jesus. Father, I'm praying that you give them eyes to see, Lord. Hallelujah. And ears to hear what they are doing to the church in the name of Jesus. That's the kind of prayers that we should be um, praying for, for even the enemy. Because Jesus prayed that. He said, forgive them for they know not what they do. Hallelujah. Think about when you yourself was the enemy of the Lord. He didn't give up on you in the name of Jesus. And let's not just take this to the Taliban into ISIS. Let's take this for forgiveness in your um, household and your family and ex-friendships and new friendships and marriages. You have to have the attitude of Christ in the name of Jesus. He went down. He came down here and lived a life for us. Then he died for us so we can have eternal life in him and we have all sinned against him. But still he gives us that fresh new start in the name of Jesus. And that's why we have to have the same heart and mindset as Christ. No matter what somebody did, Hallelujah. We have to forgive in the name of Jesus. Yes, you may have learned a lesson in that. Yes, it may have hurt, but you have to forgive them in the name of Jesus. And I know you're sitting here and you're being like, well, I don't want to talk to that person no more. Forgiving doesn't necessarily mean you have to go back being best friends with somebody. But forgiving is I forgive you and I let that go in the name of Jesus. I can't hold on to this no more because this yoke is heavy. This yoke is very heavy and I can't hold on to this no more. The only way I can hold on, the only way I can let, the only way I can get over this is if I let go. If I let go of this yoke of unforgiveness. Hallelujah. And that's how you got to be. Do you know how you forgive? You say out loud, I forgive them. Name of Jesus. Father, I forgive them so that I can be forgiven. Hallelujah. That's what you have to say in the name of Jesus. If you're having a hard time with even saying, I forgive them, take it to the Father and be like, well, you should always take it to the Father regardless. But just follow me. You got to be like, Father, in the name of Jesus, please help me forgive this person because Lord, you have seen it. But yet father, I deserve, I I want forgiveness. I need forgiveness. So they deserve for me to forgive them. Who are you? Jesus has forgave a multitude of sins. He has forgiven you for a multitude of sins. So how do you feel like you can hold somebody in unforgiveness? We have to have the attitude of Christ. Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. In the name of Jesus. So I want to read. This is my verse of the day. And it says. This is 1 Corinthians 15. Let me now remind you, dear brothers and sisters, of the good news I preached to you before. You welcomed it then and you still stand firm in it. It is, 
it is this good news that saves you if you continue to believe the message I told you. Unless, of course, you believe something that was never true in the first place. Hallelujah. But do you see how it says that the good news that saves you if you continue to believe? You have to continue to believe daily. You have to renew your mind daily with the good news because it can save you. It will save you if you allow it to. In the name of Jesus. It says, I passed on to you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins. Just as the scripture says, he was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day. Just as the scripture said, he was seen by Peter and then by the 12. After that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he was seen by James and later by all the apostles. Last of all, as though I had been born at the wrong time, I also saw him. For I am the least of all the apostles. In fact, I'm not even worthy to be called an apostle after the way I persecuted God's church. Hallelujah. That's why we have to pray for people that are persecuting us to have a Paul moment in the name of Jesus, to fall off the high horse in the name of Jesus and have an encounter. Hallelujah. And this is another thing that I was saying a moment ago. We have to have the attitude when it comes to our brothers and sisters because we, um, a lot of us lack compassion. A lot of us lack um, sympathy. But we have to really put ourselves in a predicament, like especially what's going on across America. But when somebody does this to the least of my brothers and sisters, they are doing it to me. That's the kind of unity we need to have in our body. If my sister, if this happened to my brother, if this happened to my sister, it has happened to me because we are all one body. So we should be sitting here and, and unifying together and trying to um what's the word trying to find breakthrough and healing together be there for them stand in the gap pray over them be who they need you to be because when it happens to them it happens to you because Jesus has said it first Jesus says love them he says love each other just as I have loved you hallelujah what is that bible verse when he said hold on hold on I'll finish reading this and then I'll go to that in a second. But wherever I am now, it is all because God poured out his special favor on me, not without results. For I have worked harder than any of the other apostles, yet it was not I, but God who was working through me by his grace. So it makes no difference whether I preach or they preach, for we all preach the same message you have already believed. But tell me this, since we preach that Christ rose from the dead, why are some of you, some of you saying that there will be no resurrection of the dead? For if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, then all our preaching is useless and your faith is useless. And we apostles should be lying and we apostles would be lying about God for we had said that God raised Christ from the grave, but that can't be true if there is no resurrection of the dead. And if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless and you are still guilty of your sins. In that case, all who have died believing in Christ are lost. And if you're, if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more to 
we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great of a great harvest of all who have died. Hallelujah. Do you see where it says that he is the first of a great harvest of all who have died in the name of Jesus? That is so that is a powerful. That is a word. So you see, just as death came into the world through a man, now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man. Just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. But there is an order to this resurrection. Christ was raised as the first of the harvest. Then all who belong to Christ will be raised when he comes back. After that, the end will come when he will, when he will return the kingdom, when he will, when he will turn the kingdom over to God, the father, having destroyed every ruler and authority and power for Christ must reign until he humbles all his enemies beneath his feet. And the last enemy to be destroyed is death. For the scriptures say, God put all things under his authority. Of course, when it says all things are under his authority, does not include God himself, who gave Christ his authority. Then when all the things are under his authority, the son will put himself under God's authority so that God, who gave his son authority over all things, will be utterly supreme over everything everywhere. If the dead will not be raised, what point is there in people being baptized for those who are dead? Why do it unless the dead will someday rise again? And why should we ourselves risk our life hour by hour? For I swear, but dear brothers and sisters, that I face death daily. This is as certain as my pride and what Christ Jesus our Lord has done in you. And what value was there in fighting wild beasts, those people of you you fierce if there were if there will be no resurrection from the dead and if there is no resurrection let's feast and drink for tomorrow we die don't be fooled by those who say such things for bad company corrupts good character think carefully about what is right and stop sinning for your shame i say that some of you don't know god at all and that's a, that's another word too because a lot of people will be preaching this Jesus that say it's okay to sin. But I'm just like, you have never known the Father. Because if you knew the Father, you would know that you, you don't want to sin anymore. It's just, you just don't want to. Hallelujah. And even, and let's say, because nobody, I understand nobody's perfect. Nobody, everybody, we all fall short to the glory of God. I get those things. But you don't want to purposely fall short to the glory of God. It's a difference between sinning on purpose and sinning by accident. It's two different things. If you planning to go to boot thing house, that's purpose. You sinning on purpose. But if you just like, I don't know. Somebody just asked you something and you just tell a little white lie off the top of your head. Listen, I, to each his own. If you ain't, I don't, I, I mean, family, listen. Let me see how I can, how can I word this for the people at the back? It's just a difference between being a habitual sinner and being a sinner who you didn't mean to sin. You know what I'm saying? Because there's plenty of sins that if you try to keep all of them, Every day, like, okay, today I'm going to read the whole Old Testament. I'm going to keep all of those. You're going to see just how you can sin by accident. You don't even know it. Okay? But if you follow the Spirit, the Spirit leads you to life. That's the best way I can explain it to you. 
But it's a difference between, you know, sinning purposely and sinning on an accident. That's the moral of the context that I'm bringing to you. But someone may ask, how will the dead be raised? What kind of bodies will they have? What a foolish question. When you put a seed into the ground, it doesn't grow into a plant unless it dies first. And what you put in the ground is not the plant that will grow, but only a bare seed of wheat or whatever you are planting. Then God gives it the new body he wants it to have. Oh, that is so good. That is a word. A different plant grows from each kind of seed. Similarly, there are different kinds of flesh, one kind of humans, another for animals, another for birds, and another for fish. There are also bodies in heaven and bodies on the earth. The glory of heaven of the heavenly bodies is different from the glory of earthly bodies. The sun has one kind of glory, while the moon and stars each have another kind, and even the stars differ from each other in their in their glory. It is the same way with the resurrection of the dead. Our earthly bodies are planted in the ground when we die, but when we will be raised to live forever, our bodies are buried in broke our bodies are buried in brokenness, but they will be raised in glory. Mm. God is so good. They are buried in weakness, but will be raised in strength. They are buried as natural human bodies, but they will be raised as spiritual bodies. For just as there are natural bodies, there are also spiritual bodies. The scripture tells us the first man, Adam, became a living person, but the last Adam, that is Christ, is a living, life-giving spirit. What comes first is the natural body. Then the spiritual body comes later. Adam, the first man, was made from the dust of the earth, while Christ, the second man, came from heaven. Earthly people are like the earthly man, and heavenly people are like the heavenly man. Just as we are now like the earthly man, we will someday be like the heavenly man. What I am saying, dear brothers and sisters, is that our physical bodies cannot inherit the kingdom of God. These dying bodies cannot inherit what will last forever. But let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die, but we will all be transformed. It will happen in a moment, in the blink of an eye, when the last trumpet is blown, from when the trumpet sounds, those who have died with will be raised to live forever and we who are living will also be transformed for our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies then when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die this scripture will be fulfilled death is swallowed up in victory oh death where is your victory oh death where is your sting for sin is the sting that results in death and the law gives sin its power but thank god he gives us victory over sin and death through our lord jesus christ so my dear brothers and sisters be strong and immovable always work enthusiastically for the lord for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. Oh, I love Brother Paul. I love Brother Paul. But that's even, I feel like that's even like a comforting scripture. Like if you know somebody that has passed away, 
Like, and you look at it like that, because that's like a beautiful way to look at death. Like, your body is being planted into the ground, but on the last day, it will raise into strength in the name of Jesus. It's going to, it's going to raise up to be uh, powerful in the name of Jesus. That's just a beautiful way to look at death. And that should be another way that we should look at why it's so important to win these souls, because your body is going to be raised up into, um, like a spiritual body and we should be looking at people like we don't want you to experience the second death you know we don't want you to experience that because that's not going to be a good day for you or a good eternity I should say you know so let's just think about that but it was another scripture that I was saying give your sister a moment because I look it up hold on Is Matthew 25 and 40. <clears throat> Fam, I be covered on here stuff you used because obviously we want my fan on. So I'm sorry, sometimes you be hearing me with my uh nose down and stuffy, or I might have to cough or something. It's because you just sleep with the fan on. I like my house brick, okay? I like my house very cold. So yeah. And it says. And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when did when you did it to one of the least of my of these my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. And you know, that's when he was like, bro, I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty and you didn't give me a drink. I was a stranger and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison and you didn't visit me. And that is like really how we have to look at our brothers and sisters because that really is the truth. Like, um, we will walk past somebody and we will never be like, oh, are you okay? Like, how many times have you walked past somebody and they might have been hungry? How many times have you walked past somebody and they, they didn't have no clothes? Like, you could tell that they homeless. How many times have you walked past somebody and, uh, let's see, they you just didn't show them no hospitality, you know? And you have to know that's your brother or your sister. And the Lord says, when you do it to the least of my brothers and sisters, you're doing it to me. And if Jesus told us to love each other as he has loved us, we should be willing to show hospitality, to to feed the hungry. If somebody's thirsty, give them something to drink. That's really what we are called to do as the body. That's how we unify together as the body. That's how we show the, the whole world that we belong to Jesus because we are taking care of the poor in the name of Jesus. We are giving drinks to the thirsty. Hallelujah. We are um, feeding, I think I started feeding the hungry, but we're giving clothing to someone who's naked. We are we are healing people that are sick. We're going to visit people that's in prison. Hallelujah. That's how to show the world that we belong to Jesus. That's what we are called to do. And we are called to love everybody no matter what. Because Jesus has done it first. It, the Bible says, for God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son. In the name of Jesus, he loved the whole world. We still have to love. Even if a situation you don't want to love, you have to love. You are called to love. In the name of Jesus. Lord, is there anything else you want me to say? Because 
um, this was just really like a spur of the moment type podcast, but it, I just feel like ever since last night I, when I was listening to that, um, them people talking, it really touched my heart because I was just like, you know, a lot of us don't have to go through that, you know, like go through what they're going through. So, I mean, Lord, is anything else you want me to say? The Lord said, just forgive. Just forgive. Whether this is about what's going on in the world or what's going on in your life or both. Forgive. Because I had to I had to come to the conclusion for a minute. Like I had a little bit of bitterness in my heart about what was happening to my brothers and sisters. Just a little bit. Like on some like well they deserve whatever happens to them. But no, I have to be on some like forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. And like that's the that's really how I felt for a minute. Like, Lord, like I know hell's a bad place, but these people are killing your people. But it's not up to me to be like, oh, you need to go to hell. Like, it's not up for me to say those things. Not saying that I wanted them to go to hell, but it was just like, listen, you won't get what you deserve. And as as being a follower of Christ, I can't have that attitude. I have to pray for the best for you. I have to hope for the best for you. And you just got because that quick, I just sneak up on you. And I'm just being real. I, I can't be fake. I can't be fake. I got to be real. So, Lord, what was the other thing? I heard you say something else to me. The Lord said, come to him and ask him, do you have any seeds of unforgiveness in your heart? Ask him, who do you need to forgive? He he'll, he said he will give you the instructions that you need. When you hear his for his voice today, don't humble, don't harden your heart when you hear the Lord, and just go and do whatever He tell you to do. Cause you know, Lord, can I say this part? You know, sometimes with forgiveness, it's people that you will not talk to no more. Not on like not being bitter. It's just you don't you're not talking to them. Like it's not. Every forgiveness, you don't have to go tell a person, I'm sorry. You have to be willing just to forgive. Because there's some people that may have passed on and they're not here no more. And you can't tell them sorry. And there's some people where you just can't put yourself in an unhealthy environment to go and tell them, I I forgive you or I'm sorry. You hear what I'm saying? You just have to deal with it with the Father. You have to go to the Father and pray in Jesus name and pour out your heart to him because God knows your heart. So pour your heart out to him. If you feel like you have unforgiveness, if you know you got unforgiveness, begin to talk to him about it. Lord, I just, I I, I feel like I can't let this go. This is too much for me. I want to, I want to forgive this person, but it's hard. Be truthful with him. Be truthful. I love you as you is. And he already know it's in your heart. You know what I'm going to say? You only lying to yourself. You only lying to yourself. So just talk to him about it. You know? And that's just going to be freedom right there. You're going to feel so free just letting go. Just letting go of 
the the rage and the bitterness and the and the uh the envy and the malice in your heart it's just freedom because as them seeds get uprooted you just feel lighter and lighter hallelujah because what you what you a lot of people are be hearing a heavy yoke and they have a bad attitude and a lot of it's because of the seeds that you got in your heart that's why you're so heavy because it's the seeds that's planted into your heart that's weighing you down. But as the Lord uproots them, you just feel lighter and lighter. I'm telling you in the name of Jesus. Because listen, yes, this right here. I used to operate in that spirit of bitterness. I used to operate in that spirit of resentment. I used to operate in that spirit of unforgiveness. Yes, I did. And the Lord has delivered it, delivered all of those things from me. In the name of Jesus. You know, I just said, I know what I said a minute ago. Like, yeah, it was like a little bit there. But now I can identify, okay, Jay, you're, you're, you're operating in that. Before, when you blind, you can't see you operating in it. You just think just because the world operates that it's okay. But it's really not. It's really not okay to be like, mm, well, you, gonna, you get what you deserve. I mean, listen, the door do. He is about justice. He hates this honest scales. But it's not my job to um convict or acquit anybody it's the lord's job and as you get into the into this walk with christ you start seeing that things are the way that you've been living in this world is not so it's not kingdom like that's all i'm saying you can identify now when you do when you do feel unforgiveness you won't know it because jesus shined that light onto it so now you know okay i'm moving in that spirit let me let me just let this go it is it, able to bring light into the situation just, that's the best way i can explain it to you <laughs> so i hope that makes sense um i'm just praying that you get the breakthrough and forgiveness that you need I pray that this this episode really has boy healing in the name of Jesus. Because, you know, listen, I just come here and I just say, Lord, use me. And I just ask him to just use my vessel. He already knows. Just use my vessel any way he can use it. If I just say a word to give you a breakthrough, I'm, I am blessed that, that the Lord used me to do it in the name of Jesus. So, yeah, family, I kind of don't want to let y'all go because I do like talking to (laughs) y'all. But I'm about to let y'all go because y'all need to go pray to your father. And y'all need to see if there's any unforgiveness in your heart in the name of Jesus. And you will just know his voice, okay? Don't worry about if the enemy going to try to trick you. Don't worry about not knowing his voice because you will know it in the name of Jesus. I think that's the next episode I'm going to do is about knowing God's voice because you just know it. That's probably what I'm going to do because I don't feel like not stop talking. So y'all might get a double portion of your girl God willing today. So let's say this together. I love you. But most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye. Hold up, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold up. <laughs> Don't forget that shameless plug down at the bottom, okay? Go get your Within Her Beauty merchandise at withinherbeauty.com. Yes, it's some new things up there. You know, just some sweatshirts, long sleeve shirts. We working hard. 
on making designs for you to glorify the kingdom as you walking around. Be that walking Bible, okay? Um, uh, what else? Go follow your sis at with in her beauty ministries <laughs> on Instagram. Sorry, I drew a blank. Um, what else? If you need to contact this, we are with in her beauty at gmail.com. Uh, what else is there? Um, listen, if you want to support this channel, there's a link to support this episode. I had to turn it off because of a project that I'm working with. I had to turn off the monthly subscribers. But if you want to re-subscribe um, or supporters. No, it's supporters. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> It's supporters. If you want to support this channel, you can. Is um you can support the channel with ninety nine cents a month, two ninety nine, four ninety nine. I I forgot the prices. It don't even really matter, family. But I had to shut it off because of a project that I'm working with that the Lord is leading me through. But um I didn't mean to turn it off yet. So if you want to re-support, I'm not going to stop you. But don't think you don't you don't have to. I'm still going to bring the word regardless because I love you, okay? I was just throwing that in there. Uh, What else? Uh, I think that's it on the shameless plug. Is that it, y'all? What else does the shameless plug say? (laughs) Let me go look at it because I can't remember. Uh, Yeah, that's about it, you know. So just down at the bottom, shameless plug. If you need it, I feel like the link for support is in the bio, too, of this episode. I don't really know how it works, family, because, listen, I just come here to bring the word. If the Lord put it on your heart, do it. If he don't put it on your heart, don't do it, okay? In the name of Jesus. So, I love y'all, fam. But let's say it together. Most importantly, Jesus loves y'all. Bye.